702. Masterclass. And our masterclass for today, we are talking about nuclear medicine and molecular imaging. We're joined by Dr. Ntanganezeni Maumbazi. Should I try that again? No, well done. I got it right. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Specialist in nuclear medicine and molecular imaging. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Relu Hile. I'm glad to be here and happy Women's Day to you. Happy Women's and the team. Day. Yes. So I have to ask, but when you look at him, he's working for us today. Yeah. The only him here. <laughs> when, when the doctor, is it a PhD doctor or is it a specific thing that you studied that made you a doctor? So I did my undergrad in Medunta. Yes. This is MBCHP, right? It's yes. medicine. Yes. Then I worked, of course, as an intern. Mm. Um, I was working in Tembisa Hospital for mm. two years. Then mm. I did my comserve, FH Orendal Hospital. That's what, another three years. Six plus three is nine. Then I went to work in Krisani Baragwana. I was mm. doing pediatrics there. Mm. Um, oh, you did peds! Yay! <laughs> I know who to call. I know who to call. No, no. Yes, <laughs> I, I did not finish peds. I decided to go and do nuclear medicine and molecular imaging. So, wait, they, they feel like worlds apart. What was the moment that you said, this is not for me? Like okay. when you're in peds, what was that moment? So, I, I really love peds. So... Hence, I've got four kids. You can imagine how much I love peds. Yes. Pediatrics. <laughs> so, um, the point where I decided that I need to go and do nuclear medicine is when I decided that, you know what, I'm from Limpopo and there's a lag or there's no nuclear medicine specialist where mm. I come from. Then I realized that that's where the lag is and that's where I need to go so mm. that I can actually help my community where I come from. So, it was just like one of those decisions, last minute decision from peds, jump off to nuclear medicine. Yeah. My goodness. Like, where do you get the stamina to study? I mean, we had a Harvard professor with us yesterday. And I was like, I but like, I, lo- I want the certificates, but not the work. Not the work. Yeah, yes. yeah but, but you know, behind every um, success story, there's hard work, right? So you have to put in the work. There is no way out of it. And um, so you have to dream big, stay positive, work hard. Yes. And enjoy the journey as you go. So you can't just be studying, studying and not enjoying what you're doing because then you'll be frustrated. So yes. you need to enjoy what you're doing. And in that way, the years go very, very fast. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I absolutely love that story also just because I'm from Limpopo and mm. I know that um, th- these stories are important um, for young people that, that come from those places to be able to say, ooh, somebody who came from mm. here yeah, could yeah. do that. So I can do that. Are there many women in, in, in the space that you're in, in this particular speciality? Um, you know, we are trying as women, but we haven't really taken up our spaces in this, in this health sector. You know, mm. you know, we've got a lot of women who are actually unemployed as we speak. Yes. And, you know, even the notion of equal work, equal pay does not really, mm. has not started to apply yet. So I think more women are coming into this space. But I cannot say we have enough at this moment. Mm, no, mm. not at all. We still have a long way to go, but we'll get there. So when you were doing the switch over, was there a particular person in mind that you thought, oh my gosh, this is the person that I'm going to make as my mentor? Because the mentoring is not just for the industry. It's just mm. also you're a mom. Yeah. How, how do you do this as a parent? I had to, um, you know in changing different spaces speak to other moms how do you do this because mm. there's certain conversations that are only going to be applicable to people in the same situation as you yeah or was there no one 
No, no, there's definitely, you need, you definitely need a yes. mentor. So <laughs> I always say uh, I am a mother first, a yes. mother and a wife first. Yes. That's why I always call myself Mrs. instead of Dr. Mwambazi. Oh, right. You, yeah. Do you know how many women say, me, I worked for my doctor, uh, so I, I stick to the doctor. No, I And know. then they keep their maiden surnames to say, my husband isn't the doctor. No, no, I no. Am. The first thing I did when I qualified was to change my surname. My surname was actually Mahada, which is quite easier to pronounce, right? Yes. Yeah. So wait, as in change your surname back to your maiden surname? No, no, to my to marital. Your... Oh, really? Yeah, so... I guess different women, different yes. perspectives. Some will never change their surname. That's yes. okay. We all yes. different, but you know, in the long run, that's what makes this whole thing, you know, yes. uh, very interesting. So, so when you introduce yourself in social settings, yes, do you say Mrs. or Doctor? I say Mrs. And my husband insists on saying Doctor. So, <laughs> no, because no. the thing, listen, the thing is. I'm from the outside package. I mean, you are exceptionally beautiful. A person Thank could you. look Say at you. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you are exquisite. You are like st absolutely stunning. And so there's much. so many people that would look at you. Like mm -hmm. you look like you could be an influencer, a model. So when you say dog, ta. Doctor. Yay! <laughs> you know, just to to put some respect on on yeah. on that name. Thank but, you so much. But yeah. to come back to 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 the conversation, maybe let's go to the basics of what we mean mm. when we speak of nuclear medicine. Like, Definitely. what is nuclear medicine? So, nuclear medicine is actually a field of imaging where we inject or let the patient swallow um, a tracer or a radiopharmaceutical. Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm putting it in very basic terms and. Um, we image the patient. So it has yes. both um, the imaging portion of it and it also has the theranostic. The theranostic is the therapy pod portion of it. Mm. So we image and we also treat. Mm. Um, more than 80% of our cases are mostly oncology, you know, with this yes. rise in oncology cases, mm. cancer cases. So that's basically what we do. And um, we don't use um, a lot of nuclear material as people think because people are always thinking of Hiroshima bombs and I mean use, yes yeah yeah because because in my mind I, I still think as lay people we still don't know what what nuclear means mm. what does nuclear mean exactly because exactly like what you said yeah. they think Hiroshima mm. we imagine it being this like war zone <laughs> exactly so we can't imagine that it's tagged with medicine it's definitely tagged with medicine and it's used to do good for the patient in mm. this regard so um, nuclear is basically a form of energy that, um, that we give to the patient and they emit the energy and then we use specific cameras around the patient. So you can either get a gamma camera or you can get a PET CT camera. Yes. Yes. And then you image the patient. They emit the radio isotope. Unlike, um, for example, in x-rays, x-ray normally they shine the rays into the mm. patient and then the patient in our case we inject the patient therefore they are emitting the uh, isotopes okay we're gonna need to break this down oh. a lot further <laughs> but let's take a break so no we can problem. gather ourselves because i feel like you're speaking year seven of phd oh, level medicine my goodness. <laughs> okay, grade one okay, let's okay, take I'll a break try. 18 minutes after two o'clock so masterclass and our masterclass for today, we are talking 
Nuclear Medicine and Molecular Imaging. And we're joined by Dr. Ntanganezeni Maumbadzi, who is specializing in nuclear medicine and molecular imaging. And we're taking your calls on 011-830702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. I also know how to practice names, guys. <laughs> so you can well do done, it again. when you phone here and you say le le or gele le or gifile. No, we can all do it and did it. It's okay. So I still need to understand. Let's go to the basics. Let's talk science Grade three, grade four. You were speaking about isotopes and things like that. Yeah. What do we mean? You know, you speak about the, the things that emit the energy and mm. then inserting the energy. Mm. S- uh, try and simplify it a little bit more for us so that when we, mm. as the layperson, know, because maybe we are receiving nuclear medicine, but we don't know it's nuclear medicine. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's nuclear activity anywhere around you, even mm. the walls. I mean, there's radon on the walls, which is nuclear material. So I say to you that nuclear medicine is a discipline where we inject radio isotopes, mm. or I called it um, radionuclides. Mm. And the patient emits, and then we are able to image or treat the patient therapy. Based on what the en- energies they're emitting or what you're reading from that? From that, from yes. the scan. So... I think and let's it shows, go back to it shows what different colors. Is that the, what what the thing is? Well, that we, we're very reading? colorful people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so let's go back to what is this radionuclide? So radionuclide is a radioactive material. It's a class of chemicals um, where the if you go back to science again, yes, where the nucleus of the atom is unstable. Mm. So that is the basic basic part of the nuclear medicine that we're using to treat or scan patients. So why why is the nucleus uh, in ac- uh, is unstable? So the the nucleus achieves stability, isn't it, um, through the changing of the nu- of the nucleus itself. So it has, there's different size to it. There's what they call fission, mm. and then some of them emit um, particles, alpha mm. particles, beta particles. We use uh, beta particles mostly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So this is like the way to simplify, simplify it. <laughs> yes. Or it could be converting the atom from neutrons to protons mm. or the reverse. So there's many ways that this atom would achieve stability. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. So when we talk now, and maybe maybe it will help us get a better mm. understanding by talking about your switch from, from PEDS yeah. to going into nuclear medicine. Yeah. How much of what you had been doing already mm. was applicable when you moved because obviously it's a different speciality. Yeah, it is a different. Um, but let's assume you didn't do peds and all the other years you mm. just did your medicine. Mm. What is the difference in what you knew? Because I almost feel like you knew the basics and then when you go into this speciality of nuclear medicine, yeah. the specializing is so detailed that it's almost like you're starting from scratch. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah, it's a different discipline altogether. But um, in imaging, remember, we image any part of the body or any age. So you can be imaging a, a pediatric patient yes. and already you know a lot about PEDS. So whether you're imaging a pediatric or a child patient, yes. the lungs, let's say for basic reasons, the lungs or the GIT or the renal system, already you've got background of how the little pediatric child works mm. um so we image different organs different age groups and and also different pathologies you know like i'm saying we have like um neurology mm. we have a cardiologist who refer 
we have oncologists, we have different disciplines. So mm. the basics, you need to know the basics for you to be able to image and interpret scans for mm. those different um, specialties, be it uh, pediatrics, a neurology, cardiology, or whatever you are imaging, you need to have that basic foundation, yes. which is the undergrad medicine. Mm. Yeah, mm. So. Mm. Okay, and I think um, um, for, for, for you, prior to getting into nuclear medicine, mm. did you have an idea of how, how, how um, different it would be? Or were you surprised when you actually started doing the work of, oh, this is actually what I'm doing? <laughs> so a person who, let's say, is just the GP yeah. and they've done the basics, if mm. they were to come into your space, would there be a whole lot of new information that's surprising mm. to them? Definitely. There's a, there's a lot of in new information because remember in undergrad, those six years, you're not exposed to nuclear medicine as much. Mm. Most of us were never exposed. Probably one rotation, which is like three months in maximum undergrad rotation so when you go and specialize for those four years where you're just specializing in nuclear medicine there's a lot more to be learned um so you do have a foundation but it's very minimal mm. so obviously a person who comes from outside would find it as a whole new discipline altogether yes, yes. yes. okay i want to uh, take calls on audible one double eight three oh seven oh two in the whatsapp line Oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two, and then I want to go a bit more into detail when it comes to the molecular imaging and how it works. But we've got Salma from Rudaport. Hi, Salma. Oh, hi, Rubikili. I would just like to say that um, I actually had a technician bone scan in 2010. I had mm. lesion in my femur, and mm. uh, they had to figure out if it was or not. Anyway, long story short, <clears throat> they injected it to oh, you. And then they tell you to walk around for an hour and come. Oh, Salma, can I can I ask you? And then they do the scan. Salma, I'm going to ask to pass you back to the producers. There's something happening in the line, and we're struggling to hear you. Um, but I really, really want to hear what you have to share about the treatment uh, uh, that that you were um, having. Maybe we can pick up from there and and chat about the different types of um, treatment that fall within your scope of work, or rather. Not the treatment, but what are the, the ailments or illnesses or diagnoses that usually bring people to you? So um, it would be very not easy. I would probably need the whole day or the whole week with you here to talk about <laughs> <laughs> to talk about what exactly we image. Because like I'm saying, we image from, I mean, head to toe. It could be anything. So I think Summer was mentioning something to do with the bone. Yes. Bone. We do something called a bone scan. I think that's mm. what she wanted to talk about, where we inject the radio pharmaceutical into the patient. And she talked about waiting. You have to wait for around three hours, waiting for you to go into the machine to be scanned. It could be for any pathology. It could be for any disease. It could have been a fracture mm. or, or a cancer. I don't know what was her indication for mm. the bone scan. But um, so what we do is we do something called a whole body bone scan mm. from head to toe. And because we are more metabolic, we tend to see changes or pathology earlier than any other mm. imaging uh, modality. Yes, yeah. yes. And I mean, um, um, for me, it was not so much the way, but let's say um, when a referring doctor is sending somebody in your direction, can you give us maybe two or three examples of the common concerns that they have or observations they've made that they say, uh-uh, I need this person to see. Mm. I think um, for the sake of Selma, who's not back online anymore, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> let's go back to bone. Because uh, like I said, we can image uh, the lungs, we can image the, mm. the GIT. The typical bone referral would be a patient who probably has um, 
a cancer of some sort, mm. and you want to see if the cancer has metastasized or what simple terms has um, involved bones now. If yes. it has spread, spread, yes. that's the word, spread to the bones, and then we do the whole body. In that way, it helps the doctor actually stage the disease. Um, when it comes to bone, it could be probably a patient who had um, some form of um, accident and had, um, let's say, a, a prosthesis fitted in and the doctor wants mm. to know, is this prosthesis loose? Mm. If it's loose, is it septic? Septic mm. means, does it have infection? Because yes. they have a different way of treating such mm. um, pathologies as well. So there's different indications for, I mean, just bone alone, bone mm. scan alone, depending on what the doctor wants to know, then we can be able to help and answer their question. All right, we're going to take a break for news. And when we come back, we continue with this masterclass. Give us a call, 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. 702 masterclass and we continue with our masterclass we are talking nuclear medicine and molecular imaging with dr Ntanganezeni maumbadzi specializing in nuclear medicine and molecular imaging you keep being impressed by me i am so <laughs> impressed i kept on saying don't say my first name but you sound you seems like you're saying it better than i do <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if I insist on other people saying yeah. in full, then I also have to, you know, practice no, I, what I'm, I preach. I'm very impressed. Did you go to Girls High? Pretoria Girls High? Yeah. Yes. You were my junior. What? Yeah. You I, lied. I remember the face, the face and the voice. Definitely. No. Yeah, yeah. Which year were you? I matriculated in 2000. So your, gre- your name badge was black. Oh my word, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, rem- I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. When did you matriculate? 2003. Oh my word, three years after me, yes. you were my junior. Oh yes. my goodness, what is, this is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Girls, I. This is so insane. <laughs> oh, what a small world. Mm. How did, did you know before you came here? No, no, I, the voice sounds familiar. So I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, I think this voice, I've heard it like, 20 years ago or something yeah oh so my. that's why i'm asking did you go to girls high yeah, yeah this is so insane you haven't changed one bit oh my yeah. goodness <laughs> and and i know we've got a reunion it's my 20-year reunion coming up imagine in in october wow. soon so Whew. wow i listen uh, they, there's there's pretoria girls are getting their props like both are girls on it. happy women's day pretoria <laughs> yeah. high girls <laughs> Oh no one in the WhatsApp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. We've got Salma from Rudaput. Salma, I hope we've got you on a better line. We really wanted to hear what you have to share. Well thank you, Rela Uh I hope so too. Yes. Uh, I had a technician bone scan um, twice actually. He wants to find out if a, a lesion in my femur was cancer. Thank God he wasn't. Mm. And eventually when I had a bad fall on my one knee to see what's going on in it and they detected a big pool of blood inside that had to be drained out and then I needed a knee replacement. Anyway, long story short, what happens is they inject the technician into you and you can run around for an hour or so and then you have to be back there for the scan. And the doctor injected the stuff, said to me, now, in this hour, please do not stand closer than about, I think it was two meters, uh, to a pregnant lady, because you are so radioactive, oh, you wow. could harm a baby. And uh, as a matter of fact, when I went back for my scan, just at the entrance to the uh, actual room, there was a pregnant lady standing. So I asked her, please, could you just move aside? I have to go in there now, but I don't want to damage your baby. She looked at me very surprised, but uh, kindly moved aside. And then a few months later, 
about two months or so later, um, I actually worked, uh, worked, I'm now retired, at an SOE that works with uranium and we have a radiation officer. He came to uh, Goods Receiving where I was working um, to look at our records and stuff because we accept uh, um, uh, radio, uh, shall I say, samples that um, could be radioactive and we have to uh, scan them and keep records. Anyway, um, when he came in, I mentioned to him about this, and I said, I wonder if I'm still radioactive. So he zipped out his uh, red eye, scanned me, said, yes, you're still radioactive. Not much, what? but you are. Now, and how, how, long long a- is that? how long ago after was that? Uh, I think it was about two months afterwards. I still had a, 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 a smidgen of radioactivity in me. So can I ask, could pick up. did you feel anything after the inject? Like, uh-huh. are there any sensations that no. you feel? Nothing whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. Look, I'm so happy that they did not um, detect any cancer in you. Um, Were they able, though, to find an accurate diagnosis and treat you accordingly? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It it turned out, actually, it's a very long story, which I'm sure you don't have time for today, but it was (laughs) actually a lesion caused by, believe it or not, um, osteoporosis uh, medicine that's supposed to help osteoporosis. What? And uh, it actually, I actually feel like naming and shaming. I was on osteoporosis 70, but it's all the alendronates. If you stay on them for more than four years, which they didn't tell you, it actually causes your long bones, like your femur, to become the brittlest glass and shatter. And that's what mm. happened to mine. I, I just stood there and, and uh, pulled to uh, my um, uh, the, the, the thingy to, to start my petrol uh, lawnmower. And mm. as I stepped back onto my left leg, um, you could actually hear it break. It sort of went... Oh. And then I fell. And... Uh, uh, I should have bled out and died on the spot from such a big fracture. It splintered, but uh, yeah, thank God. I don't know oh, how. By the grace yes. of the Lord, I survived. Thank you so, so much, Salma, for sharing with us. My goodness, what a story. Yo, Doctor, where does one begin with that one? Oh, I love her story. It's quite interesting. You can said, you just come a bit closer to? There uh, we go. Can you hear me? Um, yes, there we what's go. What's the previous caller's name again? Salma. Salma, I love her story. It's quite interesting because she actually summarized quite a few things about a bone scan. Mm. Remember you were asking what is the indication? She said she went there initially to detect cancer mm. and then the second time was for a fracture. Yes. So she's already summarized two indications for you. Yes. And it's quite interesting that she says that um, she was injected. Yes, you get injected and you must wait three hours and um, radioactive protection is actually very important. She's right. She has to keep a distance from the pregnant, the young mm. kids. But we always tell our patients what to do and what um, distance to keep. Mm. So we, we always try to keep the radiation as low as reasonably achievable. What that means is that the patient must be far away from, the, from any normal person who has not been injected by using something called time. So you must spend as far much less time mm. with the person that's injected. And then the distance must be longer. Remember the COVID times where we mm. kept our distance after injecting the patient? Um, and so she she really stuck to all those. It's just interesting that she says that after two months, I, I think she said. That she's still radioactive. She was still radioactive, also depending on the dose that she was injected. And sometimes you could actually be in the airport and those detectors actually, yeah. So if you are given really? a really big dose, you might need a letter from your doctor to say, um, please don't be alarmed, this patient was injected or especially for therapy cases. Yes. Yeah, so it does happen. So now let me ask, in a case like um, um, hers or 
any patient where you're still radioact- radioactive for a while, mm. um, what does that mean in terms of what you're allowed to do? Because if you can't tell you're still radioactive and you're walking around, are you not dangerous to <laughs> my child at the mall or a pregnant lady in the doctor's waiting room, whatever? Yeah. So radiation can damage um, the DNA in our bodies. Um, so we depending on what we inject for or what therapy we are giving we do tell the patients especially the low dose or the high dose patients mm. um we admit the high dose patients so that they spend more time with us until the radiation level is a bit lower mm. and then we will discharge them even on discharge we do tell them that stay away from um pregnant women stay yes. away from kids flush the toilet twice or three times really? take showers twice a day really use your own utensils yeah, all those things so that we minimize the exposure to the non-radiated people. Yeah. Help me understand how that radiation travels to toilet seats <laughs> and cutlery. Um, um, you know, help, help me understand how that works. So when you are injected, it doesn't travel. It's the flushing mechanism that we said flush twice because it will be staying there. And when if you come with something to actually measure the radio activity in the room yes. will be high because uh, probably the toilet was not flushed also you need to change your linens after a procedure like that at least twice a day so that um so that you're not getting it back because remember when you are using linen the same linen you are sweating into yes. it so obviously all that radiation is also going on to the oh. linen yeah so that's why we try to encourage to change your linens flush the toilet twice uh, stay away from pregnant women stay away from kids yeah, so that person, if they, you know, will sleep in possibly a separate room. Definitely, if they, okay. yes. This is where the men really don't like these therapies that we give because now we tell you no kissing, no hugging, no sleeping in the same room. So they really don't understand those. And the wife is like, thank goodness, <laughs> I get a break. <laughs> yeah, so they have to keep a distance. Okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, your calls and questions, 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 072 Masterclass. And we are wrapping up our masterclass for nuclear medicine and molecular imaging. We take your calls on 011-883-0702 in the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Doctor, so, I mean, we have these very specific medical cases that we have been discussing and obviously the fascinating um, information about uh, what gets injected in the radioactivity. I want to uh, take some questions from listeners. There is a WhatsApp uh, a message that's come through from Rose who says, please ask the doctor if MRI scan procedure involves any nuclear medicine. I've had it twice where they inject one with some purple fluid. Um, hi, listener. Rose, yes. Rose. Yes. <laughs> so MRI is not part of nuclear medicine. Mm. Remember, we've got two imaging specialties. We've got radiology, which has your CT scans, X-rays, MRIs, and then we've got um, nuclear medicine. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so MRI is basically magnetic resonance imaging, which is part of the radiology. Yes. It's also non-invasive, and it also produces the images that you want to see. But um, it actually uses a large magnet and radio waves, unlike us where we're using um, ionizing radiation. So mm. it's a bit different. It's a, yeah. yeah. But it's all, for, it's all used for imaging. Yes, yes. I've got that. I've yes. got that. All right. Um, just in terms then of what it takes for a young, peop- a, a young person to um, like 
take me through the steps because obviously your medical journey mm. for you to get where you are, you did long dry. What is <laughs> what is the usual route that a person takes to to get there? Okay, so I get you off ramped to I off ramped, I off ramped. <laughs> but I'm back to where I belong. So yes. you initially do your six years medical career. Um, undergrad, which is your MBCHB, to yes. become a doctor. Mm. And then you go and you do your internship, which is two years. Mm. Um, you have to do that. And you also have to do your ComServe, which is another year. Yes. And then you can go and work as an MO or you can immediately go and specialize. But most disciplines would want you to do an MO, MO time for like a year or two. Mm. And then you go and you specialize for another four years. So in that specializing, you're now doing your master's in whatever specialty, in this case, it will be master's in nuclear medicine. Mm. And then you will also have to write exams, which are with the college, um, new college of nuclear physicians. You do your part one exams mm. and you also do your part two exams during mm. those four years. And then you can then be fully accredited as a nuclear medicine specialist. 34 years later. 34. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I, I lost, I, I I lost, lost count. count. <laughs> yeah, literally, there. literally, exactly how I feel <laughs> that I lost count. What are the final um, things you'd love to just share with um, all of our listeners on the work you do and the importance of it, but also how technology maybe is 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 making things better for all of us in the space of medicine. So I would like to encourage more young ladies to go into this career. I mean, uh, matriculants are writing now, so good luck to them. Yes. They're really under pressure. They should consider nuclear medicine. I started up a department, by the way, in Limpopo in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's fully running now. I think it now has like four doctors. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you need to um, take up space as women and um, in the health sector, not only in the health sector, but yes. also education. And, um, you know, I always say the elevator to success is uh, is out of order. So you will have to use the stairs um, one step at a time to get there. I like that. I yeah. like that because the expectation mm. sometimes is that, you know, even even if you say send the elevator down for the next one, sometimes get a step. Exactly. Palama. <laughs> yeah. Dream big. Stay positive and work hard. We're always talking about this working hard. Yes. Work hard and enjoy the journey. Doctor, thank you so much thank for, for so joining much. us and inspiring us. And I absolutely love your journey and your story. Thank the fact you so that you much. even opened up a whole department. What a way yes. to um, enjoy this woman's day. Thank you so much. Take care.